Hey there, and welcome to It's Simply Life. I'm your host, Lisa Williams, founder and entrepreneur of It's Simply Digital, native Texan, single mom to two young adults, and an adventure-seeking worldwide traveler. This is the podcast that blends a little bit of entrepreneurship, a little bit of marketing, a little bit of life, and a whole lot of spice. Hello, hello. So excited to be on this journey of podcasting with you. So thank you so much for for listening and for your support. And one of the reasons that I have a podcast is so that I could be expressive and I could share my point of view and my voice. So let's dive right in um, and talk about what happened last week with the Supreme Court decision of overturning Roe v. Wade. I read a lot of posts on social media, on LinkedIn. I, I really stay away from other forms of social media, but read a lot of posts of people expressing um, their disappointment, their concerns, their um, their point of views. And, you know, it, it did cause a lot of controversy and a lot of um, responses and a lot of engagement. Um, but that doesn't evoke change. That doesn't uh, really do anything except allow an expression of your opinion. And people want to put blame on the Supreme Court or on elected officials or on appointed officials. And what we really should be looking at is the underlying issue. And that is, it's a broken system. And until we fix the system, we are not going to solve any of these problems. And we're not going to make any changes. So going to social media and expressing your point of view is is really just causing more controversy regarding the issue. And the system allows for us as society to back elected and or appointed officials with large sums of money. And we have lots of people and businesses that have very, very deep pockets that want to promote or implement their agendas on society. And the way that they do that is they put money behind these people that they know will implement, execute, and pass their agendas. And we allow that. We allow the system to continue to work that way. And we allow big, big money to talk and to make decisions and to influence everybody that is in an elected position. And somehow we think it's okay for somebody else's agenda to rule the way we should live our life. And the way I see the world is we all are individuals. We all should be critical thinkers. 
We all should be free thinkers. We all should make decisions on what's best for ourselves. And in the society that we live in, we're not allowed to do that because we're governed by a lot of people who put out a lot of laws, rules, and agendas that really don't necessarily make sense or they really don't necessarily make sense for everyone. And I'm here to tell you that we don't walk in anybody else's shoes but our own. We don't know what somebody else has gone through. We don't know their history. We don't know their upbringing. We don't know their childhood. We don't know their life path. And we somehow as society think it's okay for us to make decisions for other people based on what we believe is right and what we believe that society should look like. And if you get enough people to believe and think the way that you do, then it becomes the norm. And then you, if you think outside the norm or outside of what society thinks, then you're an outlier or you're an outcast. And it's so disheartening and so disappointing that we don't encourage and implement critical free thinking. And until we make those systematic changes to the way that everything is governed, we're not going to make changes in society. We're not going to move forward. And we want to blame people. We want to blame everybody who made this happen, everybody who made these decisions, everybody who ruled. But it really has nothing to do with those individuals. It's years and years and years of us allowing a system to continue to work the way it works and allowing the money to back the people that it backs. And we become outliers in society if we don't think the way society thinks. And it's so backwards because we don't encourage individuality. We don't encourage expression. We want everyone to look like us and not different. And that's an insecurity and a confidence thing. Because somehow, if they don't look, act, and behave like we do, then we're insecure and we feel like we we are wrong. So everybody should look, act, and behave the way we do so that we can be right. And it's so backwards. It's, it's really, who are we as society to make a decision for an individual based on the way that we think something should be? And we've created this system in the United States where we have two parties and these two parties have lots of money behind them and lots of power behind them and the money and the power 
are what allows these elected officials to get elected. And it's not the individual. It's the power behind the individual. And we're forced to decide who we're going to vote based on leaning to one side or the other. We either have to lean to the left side or to the right side. We either have to be a Republican or a Democrat. And we don't allow for anybody to think in the middle. And if you really look at the way that society views the world, nobody leans 100% to either side. They might have viewpoints from one side or another, and they might lean strongly towards those viewpoints of one side or another. But most people, the majority of Americans, have viewpoints that have a little bit of, of each side. And we're forced to align ourselves with one side or the other, which doesn't allow for a lot of uh, leeway and a lot of critical thinking and a lot of individuality. And it's the system that we need to change. Now, I don't have an answer of how to change the system. That will take that will take years for some for people to change those things because there's so much money and power backing the system right now that um, we're, it's not going to be able to be something that changes instantaneously. Um, but we we want to put blame on on people and. I I'm just want to express my opinion and say it's not the people that are to blame. It's the system, and it's the way that we allow the system to work. And it's the way that we allow agendas to be pushed through. And it's the way that we allow money to control and rule and have so much power over people, over uh, the government, over elected officials, over politicians, over individuals, over businesses, over brands. It, it's so crazy how money drives the society. We also have so many topics that we want to make taboo. Um, I'm going to start with sex. We don't we don't want to have open, honest conversations about sex. We want to make it taboo and something that should be kept behind closed doors and you shouldn't talk about. And therefore, people want to explore and experience and find out more about it. It's the same thing when you prohibit your kids from eating candy or cookies or soft drinks or, you know, anything that's loaded with sugar. And, and I did this to my kids as well. Um, but when you prohibit them, then they become curious. It's the same thing with drugs. It's the same thing with guns. It's, it's everything that we want to prohibit that we deem wrong or bad and we make this big taboo about them instead of having open, honest, thoughtful, encouraging 
empathetic conversations. And instead of creating education around these topics and allowing people to be expressive and understanding, we make them taboo. And we as society say, these are topics that are off limits. These are topics we don't talk about. These are topics that get swept under the rug and swept under the table. And we make it taboo and prohibitive and we make it um, shameful and we don't bring it out into the open. And so we have to change the way that we view these topics and we have to really talk about them openly and honestly and not make them um, embarrassing and not make them shameful and make them very educational and informative. So as long as we make things prohibitive and we make things um, out of people's reach or we say that it's wrong or bad, then people are curious and they want to go find out what it is and what it's about. I think also through education, we need to encourage and teach and um, preach mindfulness practices and uh, ways to take care of your health, ways to take care of your body, ways to take care of your mind, and, and have these tools extremely accessible to everybody. Um, you know, I, I have to ask, like, why is organic food called organic? And why is it more expensive? And why don't we demand that all food be um, raised and all crops be without chemicals and without pesticides? Why do we charge more to eat something that should be natural anyway? Um, why is it more expensive to have access to extremely clean eating and extremely clean food and extremely clean subs, uh, supplements. Why? Why do we make it so expensive to eat healthy? Why do we make it so expensive to, um, to, to learn about mindfulness, to learn about meditation, to learn about um, eating right and exercising? You know, we, we have to pay a lot of money to really find out some of the truth. And when I say a lot of money, I really mean time, energy, effort, because you have to do the research to find out what's really behind the products that you're eating or that you're putting in your body. I know for me, I've done a ton of research on what to eat what not to eat, what's good for me, what's not good for me. Um, I started drinking matcha green tea years and years ago, probably like eight to 10 years ago, before it was even, you know, a popular, you know, latte at Starbucks. Um, I started taking turmeric years ago. I started looking into ashwagandha years ago. Um, I always was trying to find supplements that I could take to help with stress, to help with inflammation, to help with 
focus to help clear my mind. I, I don't drink caffeine. Um, let me take that back. I don't drink coffee. I drink caffeine in green tea, but I don't drink coffee. And so I was always looking for ways to get energy, focus, um, you know, de-stress, low inflammation. And, you know, I took a, a whole slew of supplements, but I recently started taking Magic Mind and it has all of that little magic in one little shot. And so if you're looking for something to help de-stress and allow you to focus with um, clarity, it has lion's mane, it has ashwagandha, it has matcha, it has nootropics. It has all of these wonderful things that combine allow you for focus, for supporting long-term memory, for cognitive functions. So uh, the, the folks at Magic Mind have hooked you up with a 40% off discount um, if you act now in the next 10 days and you could go to magicmind.co slash Lisa and just put in my discount code of Lisa 20. Um, that again is magicmind.co slash Lisa and the discount code is Lisa 20. So a lot of people always ask me, how can I support your podcast? And one of the things that I'm going to share with you is I love that people want to support my podcast and I'm so grateful for my listeners and for my audience. So thank you from the bottom of my heart. You can like, share, review this podcast um, and you could subscribe to the podcast and you could also support our sponsors. And that's, those are the ways that you could help support this podcast. So thank you again for listening and go make it a great day.